Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. I know you're some of you out there sitting and going, wait a sec, we just saw this guy an hour ago. He's back again. Well, we're doing a doubleheader music night tonight. We had DC Glenn a little bit earlier. Now we have brought and bellied up to the bar. We're going to see how well this lasts, because as we all know, the minute I do anything paranormal, supernatural, any of these things, exactly, it all starts to static out so at any point i expect one of my brand new headphones to burst inside of my ear something <laughs> comes zipping across the screen something's happening but we brought with us probably one of the coolest sounds i've heard in, in a long time in a rock band that doesn't sound like all the other stuff that's out there they're not one of these guys that sounds that thinks they want to be an alternative band because everyone thinks that's the term they need to use uh phenomenal phenomenal sound we have Caleb, and I was so happy he told me how to pronounce it the right way before the show started. Adamo of Ghost Static. You just put your hand like this. Uh, Fungul. Adamo. Adamo. Look, I'm going to tell you something here in a minute you're never going to believe. To get a little pause. So, <laughs> my full name, Sean Patrick Murphy. Yeah. My grandmother was the first person in our family born here, born in the States from Sicily. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, so, everybody's awesome. like, yeah, my great grandmother used to ask her where she was from in uh, Palermo, and she would tell you the house on the hill. There was no address; it was the house on the hill. That's how <laughs> that's serious old school. So let's get into getting some house cleaning done here, real quick, folks, so we can get into learning about the band, learning about their paranormal investigation, because that's you know I love all that stuff. Um, first things first, as always, over my right shoulder, we got sticker and a cause. If you've got a band of your own, you've got a podcast of your own. You've got a charitable organization. I don't care what it is. You reach out to me, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, everywhere. Even our emails, all the above the bar podcast. You send me a message. I'll tell you where to send your stuff to. We'll get it up here and we'll read about it live on the air and we'll put your sticker on the big board. So once again, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, bringing it, bringing it to me. The next thing is, is look, if your media seems like it might have a, a little haunting going on, and you need to go ahead and have an exercise, make sure you reach out to Media by Dibs. Media by Dibs, that's your one-stop connection for all things media, whether it be video, whether it be uh, pictures, whatever you need, he can do it. And you mentioned belly up to the bar, and he's going to give you a 10% discount on, all, on your first order and a free consultation. That's Media by Dibs. And if you look at him from on LinkedIn, that's Andrew Dibble. All right, that stuff is done. The bar is open. We're ready to go. I got my bourbon. You got water. I'll take a sip with you. Cheers. Salud. Cheers. All right. Just water for me today. I'm on a, a alcohol sabbatical right. that makes for a little bit, at least for the next few weeks. I'm using it as a pain reliever. So I'm good. Hey, look, yeah. nothing, no, somebody already, somebody's popped up. I don't know who it is, but they've, they've already gave me some black hearts. So I think that's appropriate. So do we, well, let's get into the first because. I listened to this song. I bet you I've listened to it. Not counting because I'm not really great with Capwig to go ahead and make the make the uh, the piece here. But 
just throwing it all together, even afterwards, I've probably listened to this song, God, at least another five, five to 10 times. Cause I love the hook on it. And uh, I will admit that Adamo, cause that's you singing, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, so the project has basically been on the musical end. So Caleb and I have known each other for a really long time, like 30 years, like almost 30 years or more. And uh, <laughs> we were little tiny things and we both got into music at a real young age but we kind of split off. And this, this ghost static thing is kind of like my brainchild. I've been working on it for the last three or four years and oh, wow. haven't released music until this past year. In 2020, I released a couple of songs just to test the waters, but everything was fucked up because of COVID. COVID. So, um, well, yeah, tell us I'm, about the song. I'm, I'm the singer and the songwriter, and I produce it, I mix it, and I master it. I do all the sound design, everything. It's all one. I'm like Trent Reznor, ghost static, but I got a band and I got my man Caleb who helps me out with a lot of shit. Like he's, He's, he's like the operator. He's like the guy in the background, like, okay, we're going to do this. Let's try this. He runs the light show for us. He does, you know, a lot of that shit on top of like the, basically the, the administrative stuff and managing and shit. Well, I'm so glad Caleb reached out to me and was like, Hey, we want to, we want to go ahead and see what this is all about. Now tell me what the, what the, the song where, cause I love the video. That's good. It's, okay. it's a nightmare video. And I mean that in the most positive way. All right, so what do you want to know about the song? Like, lyrically, where it came from? Well, we're getting ready. We're going to play it. Like, you know, give me a little background of, like, where it came from. And, and did you write the whole thing? Yeah, everything. The whole thing, the guitars, the vocals, mixed it, recorded it myself, produced it, and even mastered it. Wow. And all, she all shot the video as well. Well, yeah, we shot. I mean, we had, this is the first video. The last video for the last single, I did all the post-production on the video itself, too. It was a nightmare, but. Um, this one was shot by my, uh, a guy by the name of Abe Robinson out of Cleveland. He does Mushroom Head videos. He does uh, uh, Unsaid Fates videos. He does a lot. He did like a huge campaign for that. What's that water that's in the cans? That death. What is it called? Oh, um, death shit. Pumping, like some death water. He, like, yes. He did, I know. Their, he, he did their entire, he did their ad campaign for that whole company. So he's, wow. like, he's really good at what he does. And he's the one who shot that video. The song was written. Actually, it was written a few years ago, and then I tidied it up and tracked some some new guitars at another studio, not mine. Then sat on it for another year, and I was like, all right, fine, let's release like a rock, rock song. Because my other songs prior to this are more electronic than rock. Still heavy, but in a different sense. Like you said, it's really hard to put a genre on the music. It's, it's phenomenal. Well, well, now that everybody's heard us talk about it, let's go ahead and give them a little taste of it. Absolutely. Okay. I don't trust anyone. Are they watching me? Paranoia seems to fuel fire, and insanity keeps it burning strong. Why am I running away? Everywhere I look, there, there you go. Look. I if, for those of you that aren't watching the live, as soon as we came back, Caleb, who let me know he's got a little bit of an injury, was still getting down with it. He was still <laughs> making it happen. You know how many, I've heard this song um, probably more than a healthy amount. <laughs> more than you. Oh, no way. There's oh, no way. It's a lot. Like, when you're producing and writing it, you listen right, to yeah, that loop, part. It's loop true. I probably listened to it maybe 15,000 oh times. Maybe. It, and thank you, Michael uh, Natty. It is liquid death. 
Liquid Death. That's right. He did the ad campaign for Liquid Death. It's pretty cool. Like he, the way he shot it. It's so cool. Like you, got like, uh, you got some people yeah, like, interactive. I love this. this is oh, a- yeah. Is this your first StreamYard? Yeah. A lot of people don't use very good apps. This We've good been one. on a StreamYard podcast, have we? haven't we? No, not a StreamYard. No, not like set up with this at all. No, no, no oh. actually, no, we haven't done it like this. No, I think so- the other one, it was, uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, you know, there's been some really. I just did one, what, two days ago with. That uh, was. Um, that was a video one, too. Yeah. Gavin was in it. I, I can't. Uh, one of the things I always like to remind everybody, so everybody who's out there right now who's watching us, make sure you share in this to all the yard sale sites and everywhere else that's out there that you're just – the goal is to get kicked off of those things and then make sure that they all know that, like, you've shared the Above the Bar podcast to every, every one of those spots. So somebody goes – uh, we'll definitely pop it off. I, I have no doubt about it. Caleb, Caleb, I know, is on this, but I will have to admit, Caleb, I – did, I knew Adamo was in there because I've watched the video, but I kept looking at the bass player and I went, "Is that, is that Caleb?" No. <laughs> I was like, "I think, I think that's Caleb." Marketing and uh, marketing, advertising, and uh, public relations, and anything else that uh, this guy needs or the band needs. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, and you I, do I, have I, a cool I, Facebook picture. Your Facebook profile picture is great. You like his Facebook Facebook picture? You said I do like his Facebook profile picture. I oh, got to oh, give oh, you credit. Get back here. Was in the studio. Oh yeah, that's my studio in the back here. Yep. Ah, okay. We're actually in the living room uh, getting natural light. Yeah, I was going to shoot it in there, but it's just like, I like the lighting to be a little bit more natural. So we're catching the sunset right now. I also, you're also on one of those stands where if I need to, I could just, bam. Nice. Got the ring light working. Yeah. So, so now you guys said that you got into music at an early young age. Yeah, like fair. define early young into music. I mean, are we talking record like kids recorder and like I can jam to this thing? What are we saying? Actually, that's a lie. We we've been in me like I've been listening to music. Obviously, my dad was a touring musician, although he didn't really teach me how to do anything. He wasn't really around. But um, him and I, no, it wasn't actually really young, like 10, 12 years old. I think I tried to play the drums a little bit when I was like 11, 12. My brother was playing the guitar. I was like, fuck this. I just want to. Like, <laughs> I just started slurring. Like, you know, what was it? Uh, we played our first show when I was 15, Bell Band. Yeah, so you you start, you actually got music younger than I did. Yeah. And he was doing stuff. He was recording with this other dude, DJ. DJ. And go ahead, you get to explain. Uh, that. So I was, we had a garage band, and we, we, we sounded like complete garbage. Uh, really, I, I just actually, uh, from that, I learned a lot as far as you know, music production. I used a computer to do a lot of things because I didn't really like the people that I was working with. And, and eventually, <laughs> I I think, like he said, it took him, I don't know how long it took you to write that song. I, I think a song is never finished because uh, I'm crazy like that. Like, well, it's the Michelangelo effect. It's like, yeah, you can only be abandoned. So, um, yeah, yeah, I was very young. And then I remember you, you stopped by in the garage, like, dude, I just got this guitar. I'm like, awesome. And then uh, yeah. you started a band. And uh, we, we didn't talk for about five, six years or something. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, relationships, women, how they ruin everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> We had a different like he, he went a, he went down a different path and then I decided to just go real hard into the music thing and uh, I had a band called Arc Peninsula about ten years ago. It's been ten years. It's been ten years, dude. Twenty twenty wow. was my last show, and then uh, then I got into we kind of that was that was we had a deal on the line with Atlantic with that, but that was my band wasn't ready for it. I wasn't even ready for it because I wanted to be in the studio. I like to create the sound from scratch. Record. I'm a Deal on the line with Atlantic with that, but that was my band wasn't ready. 
I was trying to share this, and then my my sound was. I'm like, I need to share this. More people need to know what's going on here. Okay. Um. So, but I backed off on that because I could. I don't want to micromanage my band at the time anymore. Financially, I couldn't handle it. So I got in. So I finally got into the production side instead of just songwriting and playing the guitar. Then that's when it, it kind of spawned into electronic music. I got into electronic music. And uh, I sang a lot of top lines for artists overseas. I actually lived overseas in England for a little bit. Uh, continued to produce coming back here in like 2016. Uh, had another side project called Public Affair with somebody around here, which is pretty cool. Different stuff. It's house music, but it's like I'm rapping and singing on it. I don't know if anybody knows about that. Go look it up. It's called uh, Public Affair. But um, while I was doing that, I was slowly putting together like a catalog of songs that were this hybrid of what I learned as an electronic music producer and a, just a producer in general and how to record myself and honing my vocals and, you know, strengthening my, my range and everything and character all while that's all being developed. I had these other side projects going on, but my whole goal was to finally launch this thing that I've been working on for many years. And that's when it started in 2020. I released two singles in 2020 just as like a studio project. And then in 2021, I was like, all right, I'm going to take this into a band scenario. And that's when we started recording. I started releasing more of the rock versions of songs. And the, th the songs that you're going to hear, if you look me up, they're kind of electronic, kind of new age. Like, I don't know what you want to call it, like post-industrial, post. Kind of like, like a nine inch, because you mentioned Trent Reznor. Like, is it like a nine inch nail sound? It's, I mean, I guess you could say that, but the production values are what is in today's music. Not like, you know, the old, I, I do like using a lot of analog equipment or analog emulators, but the production's sound quality is, I don't want to say better. It's its just louder and more dynamic than gotcha. limited back then. It's nothing against anybody back then. They were, they were, their hands were tied because of the technology wasn't there yet. So, yeah. I, so once we did, once I realized I wanted to make this a band thing and I wanted to tour and be a live act. I got some of my friends involved, my old guitar player from Elder Band. I got Bailey, my drummer. She's great. Gavin, I picked up at one point. He's the bass player, and he does some backing vocals live. And I'm like, fuck it. When we play live, we're going to take these songs, and we're going to add, but we're going to make them with live drums, live guitars, and it's going to be almost a completely different sound when you see it live as compared to the studio version. So now we've got this electronic mostly electronic kind of rock sound and we bring it to the stage it's more of a rock sound i mean we still got some keyboards and shit going on in the background but then with that being said i ended up uh the next two or three songs that i'm sitting on that are going to be coming out are going to be their rock songs they're like but they've got that element that like synthetic element that you're talking about we're like i don't really know what they sound like because they're kind of yeah it's all like super productions is what i call it because i really really like to dive into the productions they're insane the projects are crazy it's a we high hybrid ocd <laughs> <laughs> well you you bring it you bring it up and, and you bring up a great point that really is the difference in like you can make write the greatest song ever you, you know it could be the best song ever but if your production sucks you know it's like it's like what i do here if i didn't have what i have why listen to me i can yeah. you know you can do it on a cell phone but it's not the same and I just said, you guys were camera and you got a great microphone. I got already telling you got a nice oh, setup. Man, like so you just look, it just looks right off the bat. It's I, like, I like the StreamYard. I think I'm not... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we talk, look, I could do like a whole show on just how amazing StreamYard is. Cause I started off using uh Skype. Uh, we just, yeah. We, we did, did a Skype our one. first podcast. Yeah, we, did Skype Skype and, uh, we were punching chairs. And... <laughs> oh, you told me about that. And I tried to explain like, 
but but you know what? It's it, I think you we could talk about this. I have a real good buddy of mine, Scott, who is a music guy also, and him and I talk about it. once you start getting into gear and you really start understanding it. And I I think that's the music side of this. Now you tie in something to your music that I really want people to understand. Also, you also do paranormal investigation with the music. Well. I, I, we're not we're not going to well that, that, that take that off the board either. We're not playing live shows and doing paranormal investigations at the same time. Although okay. that might be that I'm not going to touch on that right now because that's something else that I want to that I'm working on. It's a concept about something. Anyways, uh, yeah. So the paranormal investigative stuff that we've done and that I've done is that uh, we would go to different paranormal locations around here. I did a, a few overseas when I was living over there. Caleb and I have done a few here, including the last crazy one that we did at Erie PA was absolutely fucking crazy. And we've been doing that. I mean, I've been breaking into places like insane asylum, (laughs) you know, like we've been doing this forever. Him and I both, you know, so uh, when he jumped on a couple years ago, we did Snyder Park. That was a couple years ago. That's hard. What's Snyder Park? Snyder Park was Akron. Yeah. And it's uh, a. it's 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 act all right. So Snyder Park is very strange. There's um there's bodies there that are actually uh, buried in a public park with no there's no tombstone. There's nothing. Just you know there's, there's no headstones. There's no nothing. There. So it was a it was a boarding house, and then it turned into some place where they kept pestilence. It's pestilence. <laughs> Pest house. Not pestilence. I mean, when I, I'm hoping there was no pestilence there, but <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Oh, we getting we getting really into the the, the so, uh... all the undesirables ended up there. Right. Basically, is what it was. Kid, people would get dropped off there who weren't, um, you know, me- competent. You know, yeah. if you were a moron, these are these are actual medical terms that I found out. If you were right. an idiot, if you were a moron, if you were a, what was the other one? Um, like there's stages of this that they would grade you like yeah. an idiot. I think it, it, it was the imbecile. Yeah, it's imbecile. Is somebody who can kind of like yeah. you can function, but not really. These are actually uh, these terms. Yep. And uh, these people would either get dropped off, or they'd be homeless, have nowhere to go, no place to fit into society. They go to these boarding. They can houses. have it like MR, like like, like mental MS, retardation. They get, some could be wrong, but in, the, in society didn't want them. This is where they would go. In Case Western is where the, the, the college was that they were buying bodies. Yeah. So people. The, yeah, but they were buying bodies to do tests on these people. So this building that sat there, there was multiple buildings, multiple structures on this one area where they had done these things. They had people, that, you know, there were people in isolation. There was it was a mix. It was female, male, and then sometimes they would get to do. They would have sex, you know, like they don't right, have children out there and everything. We don't even know what happened if they had kids or if they didn't. But Case Western, before it was Case Western College, it was just uh, a science. It was kind of like, what was it, like a science and technology yeah, company? Was, yeah. They were buying bodies, bodies, we don't know if they're actually dead or alive, from them to conduct their experiments. And a lot of these people died on the premise. Where else are you going to put them? <coughs> so they buried them. The grounds right there. Yeah. They buried them. They buried parts of them. Who knows what they were doing with them? All scattered throughout this park. Some of them. You could tell if you fly over with a drone or if you actually hover over on Google Maps, you can see the grid where the bodies were buried and there were headstones, but the headstones were moved, bodies had stayed. And there are spots where not up until not recently, but I was about 20 years ago, 
parts would be coming up every once in a while. The bone would show up bones. because of erosion and the, and the, the ground was really soft. <laughs> I mean, Fucking I'm not mean to laugh at that, but it's like, it's like holy shit! Like baseball, you got soccer, you got people walking. So, what are you doing, Fido? Yeah, oh, it comes back with a bone. <laughs> Here's a fever. No, but no, the people are playing soccer. They're walking yeah. their kid. They're walking their dogs. They're playing catch with whatever on this property. But you, and you can kind of tell where, like, there's less it's grass growing where the park. fucking bodies are, and then there's that other area where the parts were buried. I think. Was odd. Well, we did an investigation there in this in the spot where all this stuff once stood. So I I just I don't know if this is the same idea as as you guys have, but I already figured out what your what your show is. I already know it. I got it figured out for you. So one of my favorite musicals is Phantom of the Opera. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good one. Now, what the whole deal is? The theater is haunted. You do live shows. And it's called Phantom of the Rock Band. You do the show, and then it's got to be haunted, haunted venues. And then when it's done, you investigate it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did I come up? Wait. Okay. Let's talk about that right now. Just don't. Well, that was my idea, though. Just stop. stop. Okay. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> the opera part, you, yes, that's you. Okay. We'll leave it there because there's I have NDA signed with certain companies that I can't even share this shit. So. Folks, that had nothing to do with them. We did not discuss oh, yeah. any of that. I promise you. I just heard the idea and I thought, how cool of an idea does this sound like? It's actually because being developed right now. But well, yes, because I, I gotta deal with um I got a contract with painless productions and they're putting me on a show on Discovery Plus. But that's not really? totally relevant from this. And that concept is not that, but I had already spoken to the production team about what I'm doing or what I plan on doing. And I had no to- idea. I didn't mean to blow your spot up. Like, that was a completely <laughs> off the cuff. Hey, great minds think alike. That was completely off the cuff because I heard you say it and I was like, oh, how cool would that be? Because I love the movie Spinal Tap. And I just think about when they get lost underneath and they can't get up to the stage. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I haven't seen that in a while. Wow. My dad showed me that when I was a kid. Oh, that's a great, that's a classic. I don't know how I feel about you said your dad showed that to you because I've watched it and I'm not that old. I've watched it a lot. I mean, I'm older than you think too, but my dad was like, it was like early 80s, right? That, yeah, that movie might have been like late 70s, Spinal yeah, Tap. That was before me, but yeah, my dad, you can't be that old. You were young when you saw it. Yeah, I, I was very young the first time. So you're you're getting getting into the music scene. And I, again, I'm going to tell anyone go check out and you can see the scroller for those of you that are watching live. We got ghost static. And if you're thinking about, well, how the hell is this spelled? Just think about the word ghost and static combined together, ghost static. And I, and make sure you put the enunciation on the O ghost static. So uh, I don't know if they can see our display names on here, but I wrote it out. Um, well, your yeah, yours is up there. And then we got the scroller going along the bottom. If you can see the scroller. I believe I spelled it right. Yeah. Okay. Did I spell it right? Let's ask that question. Uh, the English language challenges me. And, but my phone, here's how many times I typed it out, though, that my phone now, when I start typing in ghost, automatically put, yeah. your, put it in the proper way. So I was like, you can't beat that. So now a lot of people want to get into music. And I'm, I'm a firm believer there is no overnight success. You guys have put a lot of blood, sweat, and tear, your own energy, your own time into this. I mean, when you start talking about doing your own production and doing your own pieces, as you're getting ready to do this, 
other than the passion for the music, was there anything that also drove you to be like, all right, it, it's, it's shit or get off the pot time? You know, there's something in people, certain people, not everybody. And I don't consider it a quality that's either good or bad. It's just an itch that you can never scratch. But it doesn't matter the cost. It doesn't matter anything. You have a, you have a goal in mind and you want to strive to be there. Now, that goal might be good. It might be positive. It might be negative. But whoever has that thing where they just can't stop and they keep going, whatever that goal is, I have that. <clears throat> he has it. And we're just uh, trying to get to whatever that finish line is. It doesn't have to pay. Uh, you know, the money comes secondary, especially when it comes to success isn't built to be around how much money you make, but how happy you are doing what you love. You know, like if you can make a career out of doing what you love, then you've succeeded in my eyes, at least. So, you know what you get for that? It's a fact, brother. You got to give, I love applause. Isn't that yeah. right? Everybody wants applause. You watch UFC? Absolutely. Yeah. You ever watch with Michael Bisping and uh, oh, what was his name? He was fighting. Uh, he's still around. Uh, he beat him for the, for the uh, light heavyweight champion. Or was it middleweight? Uh, I, I can't remember. Uh, he's an idiot. The guy who he was, <laughs> and uh, Michael Bisping was talking a bunch of shit to him because he, he gave a speech about believe, achieve kind of thing, like what I just did. And Michael Bisping turned around. He's like, "Believe, achieve. Shut the fuck up. You sound like one of those self help books. I don't like help book when I'm saying it. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's so. So what? But it is true. We, I mean, but you can see the, the talent in what you guys are doing. And so you, you put this all, all together or all the music musicians, like where did, cause I saw you had uh, a female drummer, the bass player, you know, that's why I thought it was Caleb. It, it looks so young. I mean, we're a little older than that. <laughs> <laughs> but so tell me about a little bit about your band though, also, and where each of them comes from and how you put that together. So, well, it's, Todd, the guy, the guy uh, playing the guitar is a guy old from my old band, guitar player, good friend of mine, known him for many years. He actually taught me how to play the guitar. He's awesome. You can believe that. Uh, but I just went, like I said, in a different direction because I had that that fucking itch that just wouldn't go away. And it's, I mean, you got to have a little bit of like, you know, I studied music theory and I went, I just went like, I went this way. Some people are just cool learning, you know, playing, playing whatever riffs they like, licking it out. I just want to like write music and, and do my like do original shit that's like my main thing and, or uh, take cover songs like you probably have heard and turn them into my own i also want to um point out that everything that we've ever done is all self-taught we didn't go to school for this yeah i didn't go to college for this um maybe youtube university here and there yeah about, <laughs> uh, youtube 25 years ish i mean ever since we were children like ish like we started i didn't learn i didn't start learning like music until i was like 18 19, we actually really diving we in. wanted to be storm chasers, but now we're chasing ghosts. We were kids. We were both expelled from school, and so we hung out all all year. We're like, and then like when the weather got crazy, we're like, dude, let's let's, let's go. Get the let's camera. go. Like, you know, VHS, you, you pop in this huge. Take a weather report. <laughs> weather report. Now. Did, did you do anything with that? Because I, I, I never was it because of the uh, what was that movie that was basically a Dodge commercial? It was before oh. Twister. This shit was happening. That's like it. Before um, Twister, because we were like ten. Uh, what was it? 
that movie came out like two years later, and I was like, fuck, man, everybody's going to want to do this now. Uh, so I was like kind of pissed about it. What was the it. beginning of that? Because that's all that movie is, is a Dodge commercial. You know that, right? Yeah, it is. Well, every <laughs> yeah. truck oh, it helped. smashed up. I think it helped. Yeah, I mean, that truck gets the hell beat out of it. The Ram. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's how that all started. Like, uh, it's, it's, it, it, it's a combination of OCD, determination, and uh, living the dream. Well, it's funny you say the OCD thing because I really think that most successful people in an entertainment industry have to have some form of that. You yeah. you have to be driven like you know what your thing is and it's that tunnel vision to get to it and no one can get out of it. And anyone in your way just needs to move. And that's that's a problem sometimes. I can't say that it's been I don't want to give myself or anybody, myself. I speak for myself, credit for being so driven. I mean, I am driven, but I slack off too, though. Like I'm ever like, I slack off probably more than I should. But maybe that's because I'm extra hard on myself. Who knows? Well, I didn't want to deviate from the from the uh, yes, please. Though, because you're asking where my bandmates came from, right? So Todd came from my old band, and he taught me how to play the guitar many, 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 many years ago. And then Bailey, I ran into. She's not gonna. What did she mean? I don't know. Like, uh, I knew her for years, like three, maybe about three or four three years. People. It's funny. We actually, in I don't know if she remembers this, but many years ago we matched on Tinder, but we never met. That's like, so we just I just remember like matching with. Her. I was like, oh, cool, a chick drum ride. Like, I wasn't even thinking like Tinder to me isn't like one of those things where you actually go and have a go on a date. You kind of just like fucking swipe around and you're like oh she matched me that helps my ego today let's carry on you know like so she, she i remember this but we never met up we never hung out but at some point i ended up running into a friend of hers and then we and and then i would see her at um what's it called uh, no there's she, definitely and for those of you that are wondering who bailey is take the time Go on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, drummer out there right now. And, and look up Go Static and find Bailey. There are definitely worse people on the planet that you could match with than to match with her. Because I was like, I was like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. But she, uh, she worked at, at uh, what's it called? Sam Ash. She worked in the music mm. department at Sam Ash. Uh, what is Sam Ash? I don't know what that is. Like Car Center. Okay. Uh, and there's one, there's a few of them left. I guess there's not that many, but that she worked there. And I think I spoke to her a few times there briefly, but then at one point, but I knew, and I, I knew she played the drums. My friend Bobby knew her. She just like Cleveland's not that big of a city. We kind of all knew each other. So at one point I was like, how am I going to give this band an edge when I decided, you know, marketability is a big deal these days. Unfortunately, you can't just bring on everybody who you want on. You gotta, I mean, I'm not saying I didn't want her on the band. She's, she's, She's great. I picked her out for a reason. She's gonna watch this and be like, "Fuck yeah, you!" No, she really is. Yeah, she's gonna be like, uh, "I swiped right." <laughs> she, uh, oh my goodness. she fit the bill though. So she she agreed, and then you know, it took a bit box. of time to get everybody on board. But uh, Gavin was the last piece. I actually met him at a karaoke event he was hosting. At uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking this girl Ashley. I was on a date with. She fucking hates me now. <laughs> but, but thank you for like bringing me over there because I found my bass player. She's the one who picked that spot. So um, 
Gavin was hosting. So he was singing a few songs. Like, oh, he's got a good voice, and he's young, and he looks like he's got a lot of, I don't know. He's got drive. Spunk, drive. Yeah, he's got a lot of like, drive, man. He reminds me of how we were. Yeah, he's just consistent, age. like, works hard, you know? And I was like, as I picked his brain a little bit, I was like, all right, I'll talk to you. And then, like, eventually I mentioned, you know, you should be in my band. And originally he wasn't playing the bass. He was just going to play keyboards and sing some of the backing vocals live. But then, uh, and we brought on another bass player. But the bass player we brought on, Mikey, he was so good, like, He's like a virtuoso on the bass. He was he was like overqualified for the position. And five's a crowd these days to manage, especially yeah. when you're in a band and you're you know you're not kids anymore. You can't really get your schedules lined up. So I was like, we amicably said the word amicably. amicably. Yes, there's a lot of letters in that. I understand. Yeah, we're still homies, but uh, he's he's not in it anymore. So Gavin picked up the bass. He actually played bass in a band prior to. So and not only that, he blows fire. Oh yeah, he does fire. <laughs> On stage, on stage, he'll pull fire on stage. Live. I don't even know who fire is. I'm gonna give us some light. I'm gonna bring us. <laughs> and just and just like that, Caleb's blind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm blind and broken right now. But uh, I'm, yeah, getting, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting back to health. It's been two weeks. I'm alright. Oh, so so you you get everybody together. I, I'm always curious, like. So I, I'll give the, this, for example, like when I started my podcast, I had an idea for somebody to, to, to come on with me, but I'm, I was the, the one, like this was my deal. So it was right. hard. How do you, cause there's a lot of people out there that want to get into music and they want to, you know, start a band and they want to play rock music. How do you have that conversation and, and avoid it? I guess the only analogy I can think of becoming a Beatles situation where, everybody thinks that they're the most valued member how do you avoid that conversation doesn't happen that's how you do it well what do you mean when there's two cook when there's too many cooks in the kitchen yes you're gonna have a problem so i brought everybody along it's kind of an unsaid thing my last band was the same thing i was basically i was doing all the writing for all the instruments and recording because nobody really knew how to do the recording aspect and nobody was really a writer, but everybody knew how to play. You've got musicians and you've got songwriters. And I'm a songwriter who can play, you know, who can just so happens to be able to sing and play guitar a little bit. So I had all this music already. And I was like, listen, here's my band. Here's a bunch of songs that haven't been released yet. We're going to trickle them in. Let's rehearse these. Let's make a live version of these. I'm going to do all the backtracking. I'm going to, oh, this was a whole nother fucking thing. So, like, every band nowadays, if you want to be able to tour or if you want to play live, uh, you have to have everybody in in-ear monitors. Like, like closed system, everybody's got the, yes, like what you have. You know, you're a pro. I can tell with your gear. You know what's up. You don't got the big, bulky headphones. We've got – so I had to build a, one of those rigs. I don't know if you understand how fucking not only expensive but just ridiculously complicated it is to set up a rack system so that through an iPad, through an X32 Behringer mixer, through all the wireless systems and outbound to front of house, to back of house, what's back tracks, what's front tracks, what do we want on our ears, all ran through, a, you know, fucking iPads, multiple iPads. To get that thing running, cost a fuck ton, first of all. Cost a oh, lot I can't of- even imagine. I'm not going to throw the figures at you. And then to get it to understand how to work it and then to teach everybody else how to use it, that was all part of the process. And that's why it took so long because when I decided to make it a band was in 2021, in like May of 2021, we didn't play our first show until December of 2021 because I had to get all, I had to buy all the gear I had to, and everything was on back order because of fucking COVID. I couldn't get anything. 
Uh, the mixer didn't come for like eight weeks. Uh, certain pieces, parts just were not coming through. But yeah, so I had to, that, that's, it's daunting. If you are 100% fully committed, this is what you want to do. Test your, te- first of all. Know your role. Know your role. Stay in your lane. Absolutely. Test your talents. Test your talents with other people and get, get honest feedback. Right. If they tell you, this is just being realistic. If they tell you that you're, like, that you fucking suck, you either figure out how to not suck right. or find something else to do because it is a big time, it is a very big investment and it's a big pain. To time, time is the most. Time and money, gone, dude. Uh, and th- I think that's, it like, has to be a labor of love. You have to look at it like that. Exactly. Back to the original question. I mean, what he's asking, like, if someone was to get into music, it really, you have to know that you want to do it. And you have to know what you, what you can do. You can't be a, you, you have like, to wear a lot of hats. Like, I can't play guitar, but I know I can promote the band. Yeah, that's so your thing. I'm not a band, but I'm part of the band. I, I do a lot of things that he can't do because he's got the shit to do that he's got to deal with. So I do a lot of the back end stuff. And, and I mean, you're not going to be sitting there playing bass. Right. You know, like know your role, know where, you know where you're at. You know? If you, if you're, what I would suggest for a musician, it's very, it's a very open ended question. So, like, let's say you're a really good guitar player, find a good band to join. Yeah, absolutely. If you're a songwriter and you want to be the sole creator and songwriter of a group, be prepared for the worst. Yeah, know everything. Then. Expect the worst. Uh, be and hope for the best. Understand it's going to cost you a lot of money, a lot of time, years. And if you got to suit certain roles, I'm not trying to be discouraging whatsoever. If you know, you know. You're being realistic. If you know you have it, you have that itch. You're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Just keep persevering. But nowadays, you can't get away with what you could get away with in the '90s, '80s, '70s, where you just show up in a studio and labels pay millions of dollars. You have to be self-funded. Uh, up until the point, like my deal with Warner isn't like a, uh, we didn't, I didn't get like a $250,000 contract. It's basically distro plus like a little bit of PR. I create myself, but I also own the rights to all my music still. And then, you know, later on in the road, we'll, we'll talk with them about possibly advancing that to something bigger based on my performance and what they think. Well, you bring up a great point just now. Um, like I said, on Saturday, we, we had a young lady on. She's from a group called Next Music Company. Phenomenal. I know the guy who put it together. But their big thing is is they actually, each musician has to crowdfund themselves to get moving yeah. and, and to get, get going because it's, hey, you, you're you're all in on this. And they, they crowdfund. Now, luckily, the, the gentleman who has the company is very well connected. But how is, you know, that first show, 2021, you're going to do your first show. How did you get people in today's market? Because it's not going to the radio station and handing out cassette tapes. What was your process to really push to to be that next uh, cup song or whatever else that they're playing out there? Well, there was some connections we had this city from our last from my last band some other bands that were still around some like had switched names changed members but in order to get like your foot in the door in the live aspect of it this whole situation came about backwards i ended up getting the deal through uh imagine records imogen however you want to call it uh first before i even played a show because i i sent them my music and the music is what sold i was like listen i do this thing a lot of musicians these days gen z all the new up-and-comers they they do what I do is they, you know, they create a sound in the studio and then they pitch it out and then they build around that. Like if it's that good enough, you got, if you got good enough music and a label's like, sweet, I'll release this music. Cause I've got songs on born recordings, you know, just 
fuck, countless like independent labels through the dance dance like EDM scene over the last five years and then six years. And then this was the last one that I got for a band. This is the first one I got for a band band. So I kind of knew that you have to come with a product first for a label. This is how I think you should do it. This is how I did it. If you can create a great song, you can get it and you can produce either produce it yourself, have somebody else produce it. If you wrote it, doesn't matter. You get it mastered. If you can master it, great. That's not common. If you need if you guys need mastering, DM me. I can master your tracks for you. Um for a cost. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of Just work. send it on over. Adamo, here, take my stuff. Please do this for me. That's how that's how we're gonna do it. That's it. But you get you get that, you get that done first. Then if labels are interested, they want to release your music. Then you think, oh, shit, well, maybe I want to take this show on the road. So then you build a band. Or you maybe, if you're a solo artist, you got some guy just DJing behind you playing your tracks. How easy is that? I mean, I wish I could do that, but I feel like it's a cop-out. So I'm just like, I need real musicians on stage and a band to show that it's like a, a real Well, you got it, brother. I, I, I get it. I go back to it. Folks, check out Go Static. It, look up the, the new song. Go listen to the music. Go follow them on YouTube, Facebook. They don't have a LinkedIn, but you know that'll be next. Get them a LinkedIn. If you stream, we're streaming everywhere. So if you're on Spotify, Apple Music, all that, it's on. You gotta go listen to it. I, I'm telling you, it's a. Here's the best compliment I can give it. It's a get on the highway, turn it up, and and get at it kind of song. Like, okay. like, like, just hit that pedal. Spend twenty five dollars going from exit to exit because that's how much gas costs you right now for right. a gallon. But I mean, it's it's that kind of like it's got that vibe. Like you can drive fast to it. I like that idea. My band's texting me right now. I don't know what. Yeah. That well, as your band's texting you, ask them why they aren't on here asking all kinds of questions about. You know, that's not how we met. This is how it happened. And Ed, look, we got- actually Todd just messaged me, so I'm going to check. This. So listen, folks, if you're watching us right now, make sure you're, you're sharing this. If you've got questions, send us the questions in so that, that people can interact with us and, and see what's going on. Um, now, from our what did Todd say? Read it to us. It's, it's well, Todd. no, he just sent us a photo. He's like, it's Todd. I don't know why. He's like, maybe he's drunk. But that was from our last show. I don't know if you can see that. Hey, it's a little hard to see. What... Right now, say right. hi to Todd, everybody. <laughs> hi, Todd. Everybody say Hi, Todd. We were all white in that, that show. I don't, I, gonna, I don't know if we're going to do that again. That was, I don't know. That was kind of like summertime. That. I like that look. Good. Yeah, I was about to say. Now, the next question oh. I got for you is, how does this all tie in? So we've got this phenomenal band. You're making it happen. Where does the, the paranormal investigation side come in? So it's, I'm going to let you take that. I'm not going to rock a fist. Go ahead take that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all antsy. I don't know if it's... Uh, well, tell the beginning. Start so, it was two separate entities, but both kind of, you know, the music has an ominous, dark feeling to it, right? Right. So I gave it a name that was synonymous with something that was paranormal. Ghost Static was actually a typo. It was a Ghost Static was a was a typo of a, an experiment where you take an old analog television and you take a camcorder and you plug it into the RCA jacks in the back of the tube TV. And then you plug those into the back of the camcorder and you turn the video on and you record itself. It's like a feedback loop of the screen. And what happens is it's kind of crazy if you got if you have both these instruments, like an old camcorder and an old tube TV, which are now are fucking hard to come by. Absolutely. 
you put you pointed at it and then you record it and it's almost like you get these flashes of images and sometimes you catch like a face or something or like a silhouette of something weird and strange it's creepy right and you get weird sounds coming through and they say it kind of taps into that ether or whatever the fuck it is well it, i called it ghost static but i accidentally typed it as one word and i was like, happy oh, accident and i sent it to a friend of mine or whatever and i was like oh, happy little bob ross mistake so i was like fuck it i'm gonna take that and run with it <laughs> Now you know what's funny is is my good buddy Nate says the show is bound to screw to go screwy tonight. Nate, if you're just popping in and I haven't even mentioned it to Adamo yet, um, the camera has been freezing up every so often. Really? I'm tell- yep, every so often it'll freeze. Now I can still hear you. The audio is fine, but the camera keeps freezing. I promise you. Every time. I do anything that's paranormal related. We are guaranteed to have something. So the camera is froze a couple times well, now. So let's go ahead and talk about what just happened to me the last two weeks and you, you were in the car. Oh yeah. yeah that's fucked up. Uh, well, aside from the paranormal thing, we'll touch on that. Cause can we, you, we can I talk all about the paranormal stuff as well. Uh, I kind of, just so you know, though, I've kind of put, because the band is the band is taking the forefront of what's going on. I mean, it's it's taken it's on the front burner and paranormal stuff is slightly on the back burner right now. Only because I'm waiting for Discovery to pull permits and to approve talent so I could be on this TV show or whatever. And it's taking forever. And we never know. Even they said it's ninety percent. You never know. It might not. Right. No, so this will be the third show that I've been put on that didn't go through. Really? It, wow. It doesn't go through. Um, yeah, I shot sizzle reels for Annie, and then another one for Travel Channel. Two from the same production company. One from uh, the guy who does Ghost Hunters, Mark Marinaccio. But that was with my ex girlfriend from England. Different stuff. But, <laughs> but yeah, Look, poor <laughs> poor Caleb. Caleb, don't start laughing, bro. No, I don't want you to laugh. I can't. I can't do nothing. He can't yeah. laugh. He's gonna get hurt. Don't laugh. And I'm the worst one to be around with that because I laugh all the time. So please don't, Caleb. I'm sorry. No, the worst is I'm a side sleeper and I can't sleep on my side, so I've been losing a lot of sleep. We'll, we'll fast forward to what happened two weeks ago. Uh, I don't know if we, um, homeboy didn't want us to share what happened. We, we won't so let's leave names out. Okay, he got into a, a a crash leaving a gig that I was doing. I run like karaoke and DJ and stuff throughout the week here. It's kind of like my little side hustle. And uh, we were out in Medina. It was like a half hour drive from here. Yeah. He made the fateful decision when we stopped at a gas station before we like parted ways, all three of us. I was like, all right, I'm going home. Do you need a ride well, home? Well, I was closer that yeah. day. Yeah, sort of. Face distance. So. Yeah, so he, he decided to go with my friend. They ended up fucking totaling the car. I didn't total it. Well, they, they, yeah. But I was in it. When the it car was totaled, and he broke a couple ribs, and he's all stuck. Like, the seatbelt jacked me up Yeah, pretty hard. So, And then... You see me squirming around. I'm all antsy, and I'm, I'm just—I'm in pain. That's really what it is. I, it, this sucks. So he's got a couple broken ribs still. It's not going to heal for a while. Um, last week we got yeah, last, last week we go to the same gig. It's my birthday. Same now. gig. It's a birthday night. Technically, it's my birthday because it's past midnight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. I wasn't really celebrating because I was going to Chicago for the weekend to kind of meet up with some friends out there. So it was low key, but we hung out. And uh, on our way back from that gig, I fucking hit a deer. And messed my car up real bad, and nearly like crashed off the side of the road on that. Uh, same gig, same, same gig, same drive, same gig, back. same drive back. So something's cursed. Uh, I'm gonna say, and no, the and, deer was an idiot. The deer was stupid because I saw its face, and it, I saw the judgment it made. 
It could have just went the other way. Yeah, last second, it fucking burst into the front of the street. Like it wasn't even in the street. It hit the side of my car somehow, and it and its antler got caught into my. Just shaped. It did like a one eighty and smashed the side of my car a little bit, but then its antler must have got caught in the bumper because it ripped my bumper in half in the back. My bumper was just yeah. hanging there like nice this, just like floating in the wind. Like torn, like a like, like a torn. Piece, yeah, like somebody like, like a piece of paper. You, yeah, like if you tore half of the bumper right down the middle, it tore it like that. Oh shit. Half of a bumper on my car. So, and then he was standing there like all fucking proud. <laughs> and then, I don't know if you want to go into that. No, I was like, the deer yeah. was just sitting there like. Idiot. He lived 45 miles an hour. We had to be going at least 45 Smack miles an right hour. Right in the head. Seriously. Just like it, didn't, it wasn't the whole body. We're just. Yeah. Right so he's just standing there admiring the damage he did to my car. Like, ha ha, fuck you. <laughs> then he ran off. Uh, Nate, Nate's got a question for you. He wants to know what is the what is your travel food like when you're out there? Uh, what uh, is the travel food? Well, it we just came up oh, with these. Okay. Oh, I, I threw. Oh, we just I don't know if I, no, this is back end stuff. I can't talk about that. We got there's some back end stuff that we got going on. There's a big festival we're playing next year in the spring. Oh, nice. Well, him and I, I introduced. Did I introduce you to it? I think you did. Yeah. So. Yeah. If there's a Jersey Mike's around, we'll get Jersey Mike's. That's our favorite. Oh my god! I like you know what? It's funny because I used to live outside of Philadelphia, so you know everybody in Philly's like. I tell this to everyone: the best cheesesteak in Philadelphia is whatever neighborhood you live in. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like being up in you know one of my favorite cities in Ohio to eat in is Perrysburg. If you've yeah. never been to Perrysburg, Ohio, outside of Toledo, there's a oh. bar there called Swig. That my man makes homemade hot dogs wrapped in bacon with my now favorite mustard that I never had before, which is stadium mustard. Oh my god. What yeah, brand? Which brand though, or just generally speaking? I, all I know is the dude this was in 2014, the first time I had it, and he put stadium mustard on it. And I'm like, what the hell is stadium mustard? And they explained it to me that it was from the Cleveland Indian Stadium. Oh, like I'm oh, from uh, oh, wow. yeah, so stadium mustard not like a no it's, country it's, thing. No, it's, it's not. No, it's, a it's got actually more vinegar and um, crushed uh, mustard seed. That's what right. But stadium. but stadium mustard, I always thought was just everywhere. It's not. No, God, no, <laughs> bro. No, it's like a dark. It's a darker. Uh, that's mustard. a that's an Ohio thing. I it never is. fucking knew that. Yeah. Yeah, like I had never heard of that. Like, other than when I went there. So, like, that's what you know. So I'm a big food guy. So like, yeah, absolutely. I completely understand if you've never had Jersey Mike's, but living in Albany, they have no good cheesesteaks. Yeah, I mean, why yeah. would you not? Well, Jersey Mike's is good. Like that, if it's an option, we, we're, we're going to have it. Like it's on a rider at a show. Like, <laughs> so, which, which sandwich though? Do you get the, uh, the, the big kahuna? I get the, uh, it's the Italian, Italian or the big, or, or no, whoa, 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 it's okay. not the Italian, though. they call it's it something else, it has Capricol on it, it's like they're, it has they're cold spicy cut. meats, yeah, it's like, oh, a, okay, gotta get the big kahuna, gotta get little, the big kahuna, what's on that, so that's their, that's their cheesesteak, but they put uh, jalapenos on it, oh, you got the cheesesteak, I did, I loved it, yeah. Oh, my God. yeah, and then, uh, I'm not sure who Facebook user is, because normally we, we can see who everybody is, so it might be somebody who's following you guys, but they gave you, I'm sorry, what? What the F? Uh, and then Jersey Mike's, I love that place. Cherry Relish is the best. Yeah. Cherry, yeah. yeah cherry, cherry. so good. Yeah. And then uh, I guess I'm hungry now. Ha. You I'll tell you, find- do you ever do shows in Boston? You ever done a show in Boston? Doing one in Hartford, Connecticut. So in- 
June 9th. In Boston, there's a place called Capone's. Um, or, or no, Al's. Al's, because there's Al's and then there's Capone's. They're two different restaurants, believe that or not. And they do the best um, friggin' uh, chicken salad with oh, Italian oh. hots. Chicken salad with Italian hots. So this is now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fat Kid Show, where we talk about all the food that we want to eat and shit you can't have right now. Welcome to the Fat Kid Show. <laughs> it always turns into this. I, there's a fat kid that lives in my, my soul, and this is the other one. If you're ever in Baltimore, which is where I grew up at, Jimmy's Seafood in Baltimore will change your life. Their crab stuff, their lobster stuff with crab imperial with Greek vegetables is unreal. I gotta, I gotta start writing this shit down because you know, I'm gonna forget. Well, that's, well, that's. I, I've always said this. I, I really think that like good traveling bands should write books about the restaurants they go to because you guys know where the best food is, well, especially the best late night food. I wouldn't say they know the best one though because they're always broke, so they're just buying whatever. But that's what makes it the best. The bands are stopping at the gas stations and grabbing a fucking hot dog, you know, without the stadium mustard. Well, if, if we can get this whole Albany thing figured out, for those of you that are watching me in Albany, my buddy Dean, I need a spot for June 10th. Jimmy's Seafood in Maryland, okay. I'll yeah, that's in Baltimore. That's that's an amazing spot. Um, and, and Facebook user didn't know didn't know those popped up on the screen. Yep, I can. You're talking live. When you put it on there, I can put it right on the screen so the band can see everything. Uh, but um, you're all right. Oh, but see, if we get you to Albany. If we can get one of the people that I know in the local area, I'm going to reach out to uh, Francis and uh, little Dean and see if we can get get you a spot here to play in Albany. We'll take you to Gus's, Gus's Hot Dogs in Waterville. Albany's got these, like they're into these little tiny hot dogs in little tiny buns with a meat sauce on it. They're not cocktail wieners. They're hot dogs. Okay. And they're little tiny ones, but Gus's does a Greek burger. It's a, it's a sausage patty, like fried like a burger. Oh, and then uh, peppers and onions on top of it. Put a little yellow mustard. That shit's on point. Put some feta cheese on there. And whoever Facebook user is, yes, your identity is secret at this point. No one knows who you are. Uh, it's the first time I've ever had it pop up and just say Facebook user. Normally, I know exactly who it is. That means they don't have a uh, – they're not signed into their profile. No, it That's, might mean they're like extra private or something So because we can't. Yeah, because normally it always pops up, and I know know who it is. So, but now you mentioned you the band's going along. You've got some tour dates coming up, some actual legit going places tour dates. What do we got coming up soon here? So that's a good segue because you were talking about Albany. Like mm -hmm. we're talking about possibly passing through Albany. So we're going to Hartford, Connecticut, June 9th, and then working our way back. We want to so one day in between the tenth and the eleventh is going to be another show in Ohio, not in Cleveland. It's in Lima, which is out in the middle of fucking nowhere. But it's the same. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 all, be, it's all going that way. Hit, we, we, we so we, we want to make one more stop somewhere in between. And Albany is like right there. We come right through it. If we take 90, we're right over yep. there. You're right through there. Yep. So if you guys, if anybody's from Albany knows, or Syracuse, or Rochester, and you know venue who's looking for a band for a Friday night, June 10th, we're available. Sar I'll Syracuse. End up here with you. I hope we end up finding somewhere there. Oh, it would be awesome. Just, Maybe we could just figure out something, and you can just play in my yard. We have almost three acres. Drive my neighbors nuts. <laughs> we're just hey, doing. Bring, you bring the sound in the mixer. We'll show up and bring the house down. <laughs> uh, my mix. So, you know what? Because I'm, 
I love talking to other equipment nuts that that geek out on equipment and everything. And I know we're talking about show dates that are coming up, but do you have like, do you have a brand that you love for like your equipment? Like I'm a Zoom, I'm a Zoom audio guy. I like their equipment for podcasting. It's Zoom's per- great. Yeah, Zoom's cool. I haven't used any Zoom equipment. I have a you know an H1N that I use for paranormal investigations. And do uh, you? Yeah. What? I got one. So it's easy to use. It's like a great like fucking Swiss Army knife because it's got the stereo mics on the front of it, on the top of it. But I also use it as like my for my lapel mic. Oh, you do? Oh, really? Oh, Nathan's gonna help us out. So, um, I, so microphones. Blue so metal. I will introduce you guys to Nathan. So. Um, Nathan can't pick anybody for fantasy football. He always starts with kickers and, and guys that aren't in the league anymore. He's not very good at it. Um, that's why he always loses to me, but Nathan knows a little bit of everybody and I'll connect you with Nathan after the show. He'll, he'll get you guys connected with all kinds of people. Dope. Appreciate that. He's very, he's very well known, but, uh, so we're going to have another a podcast probably at the end of the summer with you. That way we can tell you how everything went. We can- I would love that. Well, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll have to schedule it afterwards because right now we're booked to the last week in August. That's what Good for Caleb you. and I were talking about. He was like, he was, he, we were trying to figure out a date and we just happened to luck out that uh, there were, this one came open. But yeah, I'm way out in August right now. Good, man. Good for no, you. that's good. No, yeah, that's, it's, but I'd rather you be booked. Yeah, it, it's a it's a wild it's a wild. Well, you know what? This is one of those things, and I think bands have gotta be the same way. Where, you know, you mentioned all the different bands you were you had already started and everything, but I mean, it, do you know? And maybe you do or don't. I'm just curious offhand here. How many bands actually last? Oh, the percentage. It's probably not a percentage, but just like I mean, how many bands do you think you you've been in, Adamo? It depends, you know, on the circumstances. It's like how many restaurants last. Right. Not many. Less than... And when you, when you say last, what do you mean? Like, just this? Or do you mean become successful? Or yeah, you even mean, can make an album that, that's somewhat successful. One hit wonder doesn't happen often anymore. Not at all. I mean, I would say, of all the bands out there, 1%. Yeah, maybe maybe less than that, yeah. actually. One out of 100, do something. It's really a law of averages, though. Maybe two out of 100, do you, what do you think it is that, that makes, you know, and I find this very interesting. What do you think that makes a band last to go to that next step? Is it, you know, like I think one of my favorite bands is the Rolling Stones. I will yeah. sit down with my, I got to be careful what I say because my uh, Google is sitting next to me. And if I say it too too loud, she'll start playing it. <laughs> but my favorite band to, to ask for on Pandora is I play Rolling Stones right. because it plays that genre. But we all know Mick Jagger runs that band. That's Mick Jagger's band. There's no doubt in anyone's mind. Do yeah. you think it's that factor, or do you think it's the other side where you know it's that shared piece, or does it have to be one guy's the boss? Somebody needs to be the leader. Can't have, like I said, you know, you said it yourself. Oh, I'm saying the too too many cooks in the kitchen thing is uh, a real thing, and if you got. Too many people trying to be the leader, like what you were mentioning with the Beatles. Everybody thinks they are the guy. Right. It's not very long. But they had already become hyper successful. So the other thing that, I mean, there's all these other factors, though. All of them, Ringo, from Ringo to Lennon, all those guys were uh, amazing at what they did. Amazing. They were all talents. Songwriters, surprisingly, they were all great songwriters, too. It's very hard to come by where you got a band with multiple great songwriters. That is the ultimate. If you could find a band like that, 
without having like too many uh you know yeah. arguments debates about what's what where should go you know if you've opened i don't know what the perfect formula is but i obviously i don't know it either i'm not we're not i wouldn't consider us a success story yet we just got started a year ago and we're still you know touring local regionally and we've got some great numbers on spotify and you know our music video is doing great but we're not a household name we're not headlining you gotta have marketing World, you know, well, I was going to ask you about that, Caleb, and, and I just and your your YouTube video for for the uh, God fix me right my, fix me right now, Adama. The name of the song still haunt my dreams. Still haunt my dream. Thank you. Um, that song's got twenty five thousand plays on YouTube. <laughs> I, I looked at that the other day when I was listening. I was like, that's pretty damn good. Twenty five thousand plays. You got over twenty three hundred people following you on Facebook. Your numbers are there. To, for for a guy who's sitting there going, ah, we're in Cleveland, you know, <laughs> most of our sports teams suck. No one wants to watch our sports teams. They should come out and watch us play music because I'm a Baltimore <laughs> guy, so I'm going to talk shit on your sports teams. But uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. We heard it all. We hear it all. No, he. Um, well, it's it's a team effort with that. You know, for the the music creation is one aspect of it, uh, like the creative approach, and then like the the studio stuff. But then there's the promoting. Caleb grew the numbers on our Facebook by a thousand in like a month and a half. Not even, but yeah. You got what it, was you your got process, it. Caleb? I mean, I think a lot of people that are out there that are trying to um, do that, they're looking for that. Secret. It's a, it's a, it's a, it is a secret. Um, you know, it's having a good product. That's the process. Having, having something that you can market, having, um, you know, and obviously I have to ask him, I'm like, Hey, look, like, because he gave me the reins in March. He's like, just take, take, take the show and do it. So I told him I could do it. And uh, he was like, you know, I trust you. Uh, you know, we've been brothers for 30 years. Let's do this. And uh, that's what I'm good at. So I, I, I couldn't really tell you what. There's a lot of random is. shit that goes into it. But I'll tell you what. I get I get probably. A ridiculous amount of friend requests. Yeah, I get a ridiculous this. amount of friend yeah. requests. Like probably 40 a day, maybe 50. Well, I'm just happy my wife went to bed and she ain't watching you. I'm just going to let you know that. I'm glad my wife went to bed and was like, and, and isn't watching you. And she didn't see you with your shirt off because then, you know, I feel bad about myself. <laughs> Look, see? And, hey, but, uh, for, for as far no, as market, but we have Paraflix. Also, we have, we have partners. We have a lot of, yeah, a there's, lot a lot going, going there's a lot going on there. And my TikTok is, is actually where a lot of it comes from as well. I have a really big TikTok like, channel. I really? About, what is it called? 40, what is? It's called Ghost Static. Okay, is that the one I've been tagging? Yeah, it's just it's just Ghost Static, and I have like forty thousand followers on there, and that's been an interesting dynamic because what I do mostly the content I put on there isn't that stupid, you know, dance to a ridiculous song, whatever. <laughs> I, I literally post just like mu like my well, music videos. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll post like music videos or paranormal investigations. The last one that we, him and I, did together oh generated God. like a half Almost million views. One point five million. Really? One point five in total with all oh, social media. But uh, I go live on there a lot, and on the weekends I work at um, I, I DJ on Saturday nights. I, I DJ at a sex club, at a swingers club, and a live a <laughs> live stream from there. A live stream from home. There's nothing to show, and all right, everybody don't get up. I don't. I don't care. You don't have to. The minute you're like. I'm live streaming from Swingers R Us, and every every eighteen year old is like, maybe maybe a booby will slip by, get a booby slip by. 
That's what that is. That's amazing. I am so effing jealous of you right now. You have no idea. <laughs> hey, you're welcome to come. If you. Can... That's no what she said. No pun intended. <laughs> There we go. There we go. He, got, he, he had it on point. Yeah, he's he right on point. That's perfect. You're in Cleveland. I'll take you there. You get in for free. It's a private right. club. Oh, that's so great. Twenty-five rooms, two dungeons. There's a, a makeshift like. Well, uh, you could be hanging from the fucking ceiling and shit. There's like <laughs> our practice space, our rehearsal space is in part of that building, and in the upstairs, it's a massive warehouse. The upstairs, you can actually pull a train in. That's where we we shot our music videos up there. All our, both our music videos were shot in that space. <laughs> Please just tell me, because I'm just so curious. Please tell me you've seen somebody come in in a furry in a furry suit. We haven't had any. We haven't had any furby parties. No. no. Oh God. But I bet you. I don't think Jen would approve of it because she needs to see everybody who's in there. Yeah, you have to pay. I mean, it's not like it's a little classy. It's not like weird. It's, it's not what you think. It's not a fucking free for all. It's no, like you have yeah. to be a member. Yeah. Or you have to know somebody there, and it costs money to get in, and you can't wear a hat. You can't, like there's a dress yeah. code. Oh, nice. But maybe they have a furry party. Who knows? I'm just curious because, I mean, this is a whole entire thing in and of itself. That sounds like another show to me. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of random shit in my life. Hey, is there anything, uh, any um, um, shout-outs you want to put on for dates for anything? Uh, yeah, please. What do you guys got coming up? We got Connecticut, Hartford, Connecticut. Investigation coming up? I'm not sure. What with uh, Airflex? Uh, Airflex. Yeah. Um, there's, stuff. there's all sorts of stuff. Are you going to do the classic, though, Eastern State Penitentiary? You got to do Eastern State. It depends. It depends if we get clearance at Paraflix. I would do that with Paraflix. So if anybody's wondering what we keep saying, Paraflix, what the fuck's Paraflix? Yeah, please. Paraflix is the streaming service on like Apple TV, Fire, Amazon Fire, Roku. Um, it's like a video on demand service. So you, you, you subscribe to it and it's all paranormal content. And uh, if you use, if you, yeah, if you're, if you go on the website, you sign up, uh, if you go to paraflix.com and sign up, you could use coupon codes, use go static 25, you get 25% off. Nice. Oh. Remind me, and I'll, yeah. those are fireworks right now. Hold on. Anyway, people blowing off fireworks, guns, I mean, neighborhood's crazy. <laughs> Remind um, me when this is over, I'll get that code. And when we, when we post this, we'll actually post that code in the, uh, in the show notes so that anyone who's interested in Paraflix, you can go ahead and put that Ghost Static 25 in there. Get that 25% off. All the videos. There's two good videos on Paraflix right now. We got New Revelation that was uh, released in December and the new uh, Still Haunt My Dreams streaming through Paraflix right now. The only music videos that are streaming on Paraflix are Ghost Static right now. And yeah. But there's also, there's also a massive paranormal investigation I did on there with... Uh, my friend Connie from Tampa, she's a psychic medium. Uh, she's also the one that you can spot on my TikTok that went viral. She's a great medium. We did Moundsville Penitentiary, which is right. on the border of Kentucky and Ohio. And it's like... That was weird. That was like a three-hour, three-hour drive. Uh, but it was crazy there. It was a prison. Well, we we prison. just went to uh, the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, we were just in Mansfield Reformatory three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago. Yeah, we didn't film. I did. I did some live streaming there, and, and Paraflix was there, and some of the some of the other hosts of other shows on there were there. I kind of just last minute tagged along because the CEO was like, "Hey, I'm going to be in town," so I was like, "Yeah, you can post up here." So we, yeah. So now I'm always curious about some of the these locations because I've had so many things happen in my life, things that like 
it's funny caleb don't put your finger up like that and then the explosion it's like you're you've actually got a legit finger gun no, I'm, seeing it, I'm seeing it right like i'm sorry <laughs> like you the put ball. your finger up and then i heard the bang i was like son of a bitch caleb's got legit finger guns there's some big ones going off i don't know what's going on in um neighborhood but so, do you ever feel like when you go and do some of these locations and for those that don't know what eastern state penitentiary is that's kind of like for all those shows that's kind of like the mecca you go to Eastern State Penitentiary in Pennsylvania. There was a ton of stuff that happened there. They've all been there. But do you ever feel like that might degrade any of those locations? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, saturated by more ghost hunters than you should, you could even believe. So yeah. Right, right now, the networks aren't looking for places like that anymore because they've been done so many times by so many shows. So if you can come up with unique locations that have not been investigated but haven't terrible history the place that i'm going to be filming for discovery plus is i can't say the location but it's a big one it's a really big one and it has been on a few different shows but the whole series is being shot at just the one location oh really yeah so it's not going to be a different location every episode six one hour episodes in the same location i think people's homes are probably the best yeah i'll tell you what the, my the favorite thing to ones. do and the creepiest things to do yeah are the for me personally is when we do like residential that's the and the and somebody's still alive. Moundsville Pen, yeah, Wheeling, yeah, yeah. Wheeling, Ma- well, they call it Moundsville Prison. They call it uh, what was the other word? There's like a few different names for it. There's a. Uh, it's called something state. Called like. Yeah, like the house I grew up in. Oh, and we did. Oh, by the go, way, no, go ahead, please. We stayed at the Bel Air house while we did the pen, while we did Moundsville. And what's the Bel Air house? Another one you gotta look it up. Yeah, 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 come on. Now you can't get all like portals in there. It's crazy. Oh no. See, I'm the see, I'm the poor fool that goes to these places like, no, there's nothing here. It's all perfectly fine. And next thing I know, like <laughs> Oh, that's just that's just me. Alright. And and I'm the guy who's like I don't know what anybody's talking about. It's, like, I mean, it's a big deal. And then next thing you know, like my wallet's coming up missing. My car keys have exploded <laughs> in my pocket. Everybody's like, you see the shit that's happening to you. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, and I think a lot, like for me, I grew up the house, first house that I can remember us living in had only, it had like one bathroom and there was a room off to the side of it. Well, I learned as I got older, the woman, my parents bought the house from, had died that's where her hospital bed was at was in that room and oh yeah and i always have told i've told this story on the show before i'll never forget i was probably like six seven years old you remember the old like uh race cars with the magnets you squeeze the trigger and it's yeah they fly off so they fly off i'll never forget i was old enough i was still wearing footy pajamas that'll tell you how old i was um I remember taking the cars off and putting them in the center of the track. My father had taken this bedroom and put like this big board in there for me. And I put it in the center of the track, went downstairs, used the bathroom, came up. When I hit the top of the steps, the car shot across the room at eye level and hit the wall. Boom. And I remember I would never cross that room without crossing my fingers after that. And I remember telling my dad what had happened to my mom. And they're like, I was a child. So you, you perceived something very interesting. Yeah, and my, yeah. Well, no, I know what. And I remember saying to my parents what happened. They were like, oh, you maybe you didn't take the car off. I specifically took the car off and put it in the middle of the track. There was no cars on the track. 
and even if it would have been on the track, it wouldn't have made it to eye level and came parallel with my eyes and hit the wall. Yeah. You know, the thing that we, I mean, we experience that a lot. Children do pick up a lot more than adults because that you're, you're impressionable. And I believe it's fair. It's what we, it's a whole thing. douches. Or parent, what, don't, it doesn't have to be spirits. It could be something paranormal, but it does pick up on that. Like, when you're young, you're still connected. I don't know if this is dipping into a whole other philosophy, but um, I don't know if you're a believer in reincarnation or NDEs. So the younger you are, the closer you are connected to the past life. So you kind of have a spiritual, pure, like a purity to yourself, but also a connection to something that is at that level of understanding, that level of consciousness, whatever you want to call it. So when you're younger, you still have that connection, whatever it is. You're kind of like transitioning into just full, tangible, real-world shit. But you still have this spiritual connection to where you just came from. And so I think a lot of times, up until I think you're about five, six years old, you're really, well, like through just what I've seen in like experiments and, and, and test subjects with kids who have, you know, talked about past lives and some of them have been able to trace it back to an actual person like they I've seen shows where they've like traced somebody had said, you know, a child said they had his past life. And then this, they were able to narrow it down by the facts that were given to them through that child that we had no knowledge of his past life by, in terms of like, you know, being taught by an adult, narrowing it down to somebody famous. Like I know there was a couple of those instances. Uh, it's Edward crazy. Case. There's a, you're connected, but then when they get older, those children don't have those connections anymore. They don't really remember them. The only, the only reason why they can remember is because they kept recalling it. If they just stopped recalling it, it would have just faded with the rest of their childhood memories. Those are, uh, uh, AKA star child. Star what is children. it called? Star children. They, 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 uh, like the government used to do uh, actual experiments on, on children to see if they actually had psychic abilities during the cold war. And they, they, used to call them, they used to call them star child to see where the nukes were actually Oh, okay. I see what you're. I see what you're saying. Remote viewing, remote viewing was another one that they did with adults too. There's so much of that. Oh, it's so. I see. I find it completely fascinating. Completely fascinating. Next podcast. Next podcast. We're gonna just do one just about all that stuff. So we've got the dates coming up in in Hartford, Connecticut. Okay, so if you're in Cleveland, June 18th, we've got a show here in Lakewood at the Mercury Lounge. June 9th, we have one in Hartford, Connecticut. 10th is still open. And we have the 10th, which is going to be in Albany. We're going to try to figure it out. Albany. We're working on that. And then uh, the... The 11th, we come back here. The Lima. 11th, we're here. We're in Lima, Ohio, the 11th. August 18th, I know it's just jumping forward because we're probably going to do our headlining show in July. August 18th, we're playing with Sponge yeah. at, at the Vortex. You remember Sponge? No. You remember the song uh, Plowed? Empire Records movie. Yes. Yes. So, did we play with them? We just randomly booked that show. And then there's some other stuff going on. Vulture City in October. I'll be out in Phoenix for that. I'm not sure if you're going to tag along. I'll definitely go on that. Actually, there's a lot of things. things Why does Vulture City sound so familiar to me? It's like in a ghost town. We're doing Paracon. uh, uh, Paraflix is uh, promoting Paracon Paracon in Vulture City. And it's going to be pretty amazing. Uh, Hopefully, guest band. Unearthing the Supernatural. That's why. Because that's the one where Unearthing the Supernatural did the show with, uh, what's her name, uh, Demi Lovano. Yes. Okay, so Unearthing the Supernatural, those those guys are awesome. 
they provide for Paraflex. The Native American guys you're talking about? They've they've been on here. Well, what? one of them. Oh. Yes. Uh, yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, they were great. They're great. And uh, I hope they still carry on. Um, yeah, they, they are. The, the, the guys are great. And, and Nate, so Nate is real close with all those guys. Like, they personally call him on a regular basis. Okay. So that's in what you were about to say. Yes, that happened. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we're going to get ready to close the bar up here, folks. As always, uh, make sure you, it's last call at the bar. We're going to bring things to a close. As I always say, gentlemen, don't log off right afterwards. As I say, we're done. I got a couple of things for you here. Uh, make sure you go on and look up Ghost Ask That. I almost said, see, the bourbon's getting to me. Ghost Static uh, on Facebook, on YouTube on uh, Twitter, on uh, Instagram. Uh, make sure if you probably went to the local gas station bathroom, it might be written, written on a wall somewhere. Um, Adamo's it, somewhere in there, probably Playgirl magazine somewhere with his shirt off. No. Um, again, I'm glad my wife's not watching this. Look at him. Now he's playing with his hair. Ladies, go watch the live version of this. Look at him. He's out there. Um but I'm going to look for pictures of Bailey. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There we go. Uh, either got, everybody's got something to look forward to. Bailey. Everything. Everybody's got something. Poor K. Poor Caleb. Caleb. Yeah. I have broken ribs. Yeah. Caleb's we, got ribs. Caleb, little heart for you. I have to suffer through uh, having good <laughs> shit going on in my life. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> for the views. So as, as we always do on the show, uh, anybody who's looking to find this, if you if you want to get a hold of the band, you can always reach them on all those places. If you want to go ahead and get your stuff up on Sticker and a Cause, make sure you reach out to us. Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok. It's all the Above the Bar podcast, theabovethebarpodcast.com. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe to us and to everything for Go Static. Like, follow, share. That's how our names get out there. If you really are enjoying this, this is the way the world works today, folks. If you don't share it, you don't like it. No one knows it. There's whack-ass algorithms. Bury us underneath, you know, cats playing the piano somewhere. So make sure you're you're doing all those things for us. As we always do on the show, Jen, since there's two of you, you guys can Rochambeau for it. Your choice. But the guests always get the last word. So what is the last word, gents? I'll start. We'll start. Go ahead, you can go finish ahead. it up. All right. Uh, if anybody short. needs... Yeah, uh, uh, if you feel that you would like to book us, if you're a venue, if you're an owner of a venue, if you feel that your home needs to be investigated, get a hold of me through Facebook. It would be the fastest way. Uh, my name is Caleb Bartell. You can see right through Ghost Static. I'll always be there. I'll always talk to you. Um, all of us will. And um, be prepared. This is going to be a one fucked up year. It's going to be awesome. 2022 has been quite a memorable. Yeah, said it at, at the beginning of the year. All I can say is, if yeah, just like, follow, share, because if you don't, we die. Just like everybody else who doesn't get any love like that. That's the only thing that keeps us alive. If you want some merchandise, right. links all there. Some new merch. Oh, uh, yeah, some new merch is being made. Come find us at a show and don't hesitate to message me on if it's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. If you have any questions, I try my best to get back at all of you. And uh, I hope to see everybody here soon. Hell yeah. Thank you for having us. I and really I want to be, I'm going to see you in a little bit because we're going to see you for in sure. Let's, awesome. let's make this happen. We're going to talk about this after that. All right. righty. We'll talk exactly. about it afterwards. All righty, folks. Be sure to push your stool in. <laughs>
This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation. Found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.